On the block, on demand. Without Jerry McNamara, we wouldn't have won 10 f- games this year. Okay? Not 10. Two seconds and one. It's 10 wins in a row for the Crunch. It's the biggest upset in the Carrier Dome in more than 30 years as the Orange hold off the defending national champions. They beat Clemson. The Bills make me want to McCoy in the backfield, takes the handoff, runs up the middle, breaks a tackle. He's inside the 10, cuts to the left, into the end zone. Buffalo wins. Back to full. Red Sox fans have longed to hear it. The Boston Red Sox are world champions. Somebody in Vegas told them they were going to win by 20. They'll look at the positive side of things once in a while instead of the negative all the time. This is On the Block. Here's X-Men. ESPN Radio, Utica, Rome. What's happening, Mohawk Valley? Great to have you on board as always. Perhaps you are listening on the ESPN app. That is a great way to listen to this program or this here radio station. Wherever you go, whatever you are doing, perhaps you're in line at Build-A-Bear for the fifth hour in a row to get a $30 stuffed animal. What is wrong with you? But, hey, while you're there waiting, I get it. You, you do stuff for your kids, but, like, you really don't need to wait five hours for a freaking teddy bear. Anyway, uh, the beauty about the ESPN app is if you ever find yourself in a four-hour line for a stuffed animal that someone's going to put in a toy box, like, a week from now, never to be seen again, then we have the ESPN app where you hit the Listen tab. You find ESPN Syracuse or ESPN Radio Utica Rome. And off you go. I mean, it's 83 degrees and sunny out. We're waiting five hours for stuffed bears. If you don't know what I'm talking about, we're actually going to get into that a little bit more and turn it into a fun topic on this show because, hey, it's summer. Here's how you get in touch with the program, 437-7644. That magical phone number will place you here on these airwaves to discuss what we're discussing or perhaps what's on your mind or maybe you're at Destiny and want to give us a live update on the Build-A-Bear situation. We'd be happy to take your phone call. You can also tweet me, Brent Axe Media, Brent Axe Media. We've been getting a lot of great tweets on this subject. I put it out there about an hour and a half ago, kind of build up some answers for this show. And I was just uh, genuinely curious about something that, again, I'll get into here momentarily. The text line is a great way to utilize this question as well, 288-0644. So all great ways to get in touch with the show We hope to hear from you because we love the people. Uh, We have just one guest joining us today. That is Kevin Belby. Kevin is the general manager of Bayheim's Army. It's almost that time, kids. Next Thursday, right? I think their first game is like a week from today, or is it next Friday? It's it's coming up. It's coming up, or is it next Saturday? I don't know. It's coming up like within a week or so. I know that. And they're a number one seed, so they get a buy and the whole deal. So why don't we just save that question for Kevin Belby, the general manager of Bayheim's Army? Number one seed, the basketball tournament. You know the deal by now. It has quickly become one of the great events of the summer. $2 million on the line. This may be the best roster they've had. This may be the most legit shot Bayheim's Army has at winning the money. 
So they're going to be in town next week. A lot of these guys you see around town anyway, but the team's going to be here next week. They're going to be training. They're going to be out in the community a little bit. So our buddy Kevin Belby will tell us where we can see the players, meet the players, watch some workouts and some practices. I saw today that the Bayheim's Army merchandise is out, and if you're a fan of like the old you know Sherman Douglas era uniforms, it's kind of got that cursive script. The uniforms are, I mean, give it to me. That's hot. They are. They are, I might get one myself. They're fantastic. The poster is out, too. We sent that out on Twitter momentarily. Uh, 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 was it? A moment ago. I was going to say momentarily ago. That's, like, that's, that's not an expression. What is that? Can I get a ruling on that? Is that like a real legit expression? Momentarily ago? I don't think that works. We just sent that out on Twitter if you want to check out the poster. Uh, I love how these posters always have these players with, like, these game faces on or smiles, and then there's Bayheim. It looks like he ate some bad shellfish. Always. It's fantastic. But I I want my media guides and my posters with that Bayheim face. It's unnatural when I'm going through, say, the Syracuse.com photo gallery looking for photos for stories that I'm doing, and I see Bayheim smiling. Adam Zagoria sent out a photo today on Twitter. Bayheim was smiling. No! No, you, you you delete that photo and you get a new one with the sourpuss face. I demand it. So Kevin will join us later on this hour. How are things in the great Baldwin-Levitard feud? We will update you. Seems like things are fizzling out. I'm very disappointed to hear that, but we did get some traction out of it today. Uh, I think it's looking more and more like LaShawn McCoy is not going to be at St. John Fisher, kids, for the Buffalo Bills training camp. We'll get to that. Seth is going to join me for a little kind of pre-Yankees on deck segment because yesterday I didn't really think the Yankees were going to get Manny Machado. They're certainly in the discussion. I wasn't, you know, completely ignorant to that fact, but I believe they've got more of a – they always have a chance, but I believe they're more interested today than perhaps – they were yesterday. We've got a long way to the deadline, but will the Yankees get Manny Machado and how? We'll discuss with Seth and uh, the growing gap between the Yankees and Red Sox in the American League East. But this is what I want to start with today. And I think this could, you know, really turn into a sports topic because my answer to this is sports related. I don't think everybody's answer to this will be sports related, and that's okay. We, we can step off the sports page for five minutes here. Because I am, I am fascinated by humans. I am fascinated by human behavior. I am fascinated by the fact that you would willingly stand in a line for five or six hours to get a $5 teddy bear at Build-A-Bear. So if you haven't been following the great Build-A-Bear palooza that's been happening, not only here in Syracuse, New York, but around the country. So, and I hate to give a place this much free advertising, but hey, listen, you know, uh, you created a viral moment and movement, so we'll give proper credit where it's due. So Build-A-Bear today is having this promotion where you get a bear for your age. So if you're uh, one years old, for example, you get a $1 bear and, and so on and so forth, right? Build-A-Bear certainly knew there would be crowds. Build-A-Bear certainly knew... They'd have a busier day than normal, but it got to the point where they had to, like, basically shut it down for safety reasons, for the massive crowds that were building. Our buddy Bill Ali 
putting photos today on social media. We wrote about it on Syracuse.com, and it just became a thing. People, like, the the lines wrapping around Destiny today for a bear. Like, I've seen it. See, kids, back before the Internet, we used to have to stand in line for concert tickets. Okay, if I wanted to go to my favorite concert, you'd have to get there, and they typically went on sale on a Saturday morning, and let's say Ticketmaster opened at 10 a.m., and Ticketmaster was always randomly at Kaufman's. <laughs> this is the most random thing ever. Like, I had to go get tickets for a Dave Matthews show and go to Kaufman's. But you'd have to get there early. You'd have to get there to get your place in line, and then you go, and the line would snake out of the service department through the children's clothing, through, like, whatever other, you know, areas of Kaufman's you had to wade through in order to get to the service desk where the old lady running Ticketmaster would sell your tickets. Like, now, it's of course... You can go on StubHub or SeatGeek or, you know, Ticketmaster's site online. It's like bing, bang, boom. You get the tickets, you move on. They email them to you. You print them out. You got them five minutes later. So, yeah, that's an old man used to have to walk uphill both ways and five feet of snow type of story. But that's what we have to do. So we were used to standing in line for things like that. People are used to standing in line these days for the new iPhone or, you know, tickets for a big-time sporting event. Some guy tweeted me, and he sent a photo along of, of waiting in line about, <laughs> it's incredible. He waited 30 hours to get World Series tickets, to go see the New York Yankees in the World Series. Slept outside the whole deal. And look, there are people listening to me right now of a certain age, they're like, oh, pff, that's nothing. People that would sleep in tents to get basketball tickets and people that go to Duke that have to like live in Shashevskyville for three weeks just to get tickets to the North Carolina game. I mean, these are all things that I get it. I understand it. I, the passion that was required to do that. And sometimes you didn't have any other choice. People that have been to Disney world or big time theme parks. A lot of the responses I got today when I put this out there, because the question I put out there I should mention that on Twitter and you can respond on Twitter, on the air, or on the text line at 288-0644. What is the longest you've had to stand in line for something? And what was that? Now, if you go to a Disney World, you go to a Universal Studio, something like that, like, you budget that. You know, like, if I'm going to go on the big roller coaster, you're going to wait. And sometimes that wait goes, I don't, I would, would I stand in line for a ride for two and a half hours? The answer to that is no. When I went to Disney World a few years ago, it wasn't peak busy time, so I didn't have to worry about this, but I'm like, I'm not waiting more than an hour and a half for a freaking ride. I'm just not doing it. And I thankfully didn't have to, right? So people that have been to Disney World at peak busy times are like, dude, you got to wait three hours just to get on this, on this roller coaster. So it's amazing to me how in this day and age, People get fussy waiting in line for, like, a coffee and have to get their phone out because there's two people ahead of them at the coffee shop. But will willingly wait in a line for hours to get a bear because it's 20 bucks off. You've got to explain, like, I don't want to be critical here because, again, 
kids make you do the darndest things. Like I had people responding to me saying I had to wait in line for four hours for what was that, Paw Patrol? I get that. I totally get that. Like you're you're just if you're a parent and like something that the kids are wild about. I remember back in the day, you're going to laugh, but I remember Barney came around back in the day when Barney was big, and that's like the hours, man. You just know it. And we didn't have iPhones to fiddle around on back then. We actually had to, like, talk to each other. So I get that when parents are like, oh, I had to go to Paw Patrol, or I had to go to this thing or that thing, because kids do the darndest things. Waiting four, five hours? I'm not making this up. People are like, oh, that's funny. No, people are legit waiting in line for five or six hours before they cut it off to get a bear. Because the Build-A-Bear today, let's say your child is 10, is $10 as opposed to what it is normally. Which, if you're telling me i got to pay an extra 20 bucks and I get my bear in five minutes, not five hours, I'm in. Like, I will pay for the convenience of getting the bear in a shorter period of time than five hours. So some of you are listening and saying that's crazy. Some of you are listening, driving home from Destiny right now with your new bear saying, look, my kid got a new bear. It's worth it. And I'm here to tell you the answer is always somewhere in the middle. It's worth it to you to wait in line for something if you truly value it or it's an experience or it's something that you couldn't otherwise get. Waiting in line, like I said, concert tickets or an appearance. I waited in line the longest I could think of that I voluntarily waited in line for, like an event. Like I've waited, I had to wait six hours in an airport once for a flight delay. That's different. That's, you know, I didn't, I didn't show up saying, hey, I'm, I'm here to do this. That was you know, a weather occurrence that I had to wait for. I'm talking about like you willingly got in this line. The longest I could think of was... When Jim Kelly came to the Camillus Mall back in the day, and I didn't get there early enough. I knew he would be there. I knew there would be a line, but, you know, I didn't really think ahead on this. I got the autograph. I still have this autograph. And I'm not a big autograph person, but I've got this really cool Buffalo Bills book, and there's a huge picture of Jim Kelly on it, and he signed it. And I still tr- I still have that to this day. I, and I'm not I, – I don't keep a lot of stuff. I'm not – Merchandise guy, I'm not a big autograph guy. I still have that, though. Three hours. And I remember that being well worth it. But if you're telling me that you're waiting in line four hours for a bear or a stuffed unicorn or something, like, I don't know, man. You and I got to talk. We we just you sit right here. We got to have a little chat. Get a phone call or two in here before we break. We'll come back to this. Hit the text line too, 2880644. I got plenty on Twitter too, some great stories on Twitter about this. We're going to get Kevin Belby on here momentarily. Let me uh, squeeze in Steve though, who wanted to tell us a story about waiting in line back in the day. Steve, how you doing, bud? What's happening? X, enjoy the show. You're a smart, reasonable guy with perfectly reasonable take. Oh, checks I, in I, the mail, my friend. Thank you so much. Well, there's a caveat to that though, okay? Uh, you mentioned you went to Disney a few years ago yeah. and waited in line for a ride an hour and a half. Yeah. Is that about right? That is about right. So Disney's not exactly the most inexpensive place on the planet, Brent. i got to call you out and question you for waiting in line for an hour and a half. Plan the day, get the fast passes, and maximize your dollar. Have the fast pass. Uh, every Had, it. There. Had the fast pass. Already used it. Already used it. 
I, I knew I had already because I don't know if this is still the case, Steve, but you can only use it like twice a day, right? Like you can't just fast pass everything. Is that still the case? Because when I went, Three times a day. when I went, you could only use it a certain amount of times a day, and we had already done it. So, yeah, hour and a half, okay. man. Hour and a half for Toy Story, and it didn't even work. And then they let us back on. I didn't have to wait an hour and a half the second time. But was it worth it? It was worth it to my daughter, so I guess it was worth it, right? Absolutely. There but you if you get there before the park opens, Zach, you get a lot more done that way, man. Oh, I'm telling you, I did that. I did, you know, you get there, and we stayed in the resort where you get in an hour early, that whole deal. I, I Believe me, Steve, I'm with you, bro. I've only been once. I don't know all the tricks of the trade. But we did that, but it was just one of those things like, I was out of ammunition, and I just had to suck it up and do it the old-fashioned way. God bless. Have a good day, sir. Thanks, Steve. Appreciate it. Yeah, Steve's he has got all the tricks. If you're going to Disney World, look into the Fast Pass, and you can get there early if you stay in certain parks. Like, yeah, you got to wait an hour and a half for a ride. You're you're an amateur. But I had used all my ammo. I I used all the Fast Passes. Just one of those things that happened. We'll come back to this, but we are going to talk some Bayheim's Army next. They're going to be in town next week. They start play next week. We're here, man. The premier event of the sporting summer. They might have their best shot at the $2 million this year. Kevin Belby, the general manager of Bayheim's Army, will tell, about it, tell us all about it next. Stay right there. This is On the Block with Brent Axe. We built this city... And we build a bear. That's right. For the low, low price of your child's age. Because that's worth standing in line five hours for. A freaking bear! You know, that reminds me, and I'll get into hot takes here momentarily, but that reminds me, like, it's never what you spend the money on. Like, I remember we went to the Vermont teddy bear factory and spent more money than I would care on a stuffed animal. And my daughter did get some mileage out of that one. So I was happy. Like, okay, I paid too much for a bear, and she got some mileage out of it. But, you know, to this day, now my daughter's 11 going on 12, so stuffed animals, are she's kind of outgrowing them. But, you know, kids kind of have that one or two stuffed animals that they, you know, they latch on to. I still have a teddy bear from the day I was born. It's just, you know, you don't get rid of something like that, right? So my daughter's favorite stuffed animal is a Snoopy. She loves Snoopy. And I had to purchase this Snoopy, Snoopy because we went from right from the doctor's office to a Kinney Drugs. So my daughter was sick, right? So we had to stop at the Kinney Drugs to get a prescription on the way home. My daughter, who was, she was like five at the time, grabs this Snoopy off the, the shelf and rubs her face on it in full view of a Kinney Drugs employee. So now I have to buy the Snoopy because my sick child is rubbing her face on a Snoopy. She's like, oh, how cute. And I'm like, you have the flu. Now I have to buy that. Now, to this day, it has since been washed, of course. To this day, that is her favorite stuffed animal. It was like six bucks, okay? So I get the price thing, but then I wait five hours in line for that Snoopy. No, I did not. It's a stuffed animal. Let me with that fancy open. Let's do it. We've got a hot one for you. Oh, you're hot. Why, thank you. So are you. And I'm not afraid to cry. So hot. So hot and hot. Yes, Man, it's hot. 
How hot is it? It's so hot, I poured McDonald's coffee in my lap to cool off. <laughs> it's time for hot takes on the block. Seriously, you know when there's a crisis, they always there's always that line, you know, counselors will be available. Can we get that crisis call out to Pete to Destiny for the people that are in line for these bears? Like, seriously, we got to talk. Sit down. Like, sit down right here, right now. I will not charge you for this session. You just need the mental counseling. Where do we stand in the great Lebetard show, Daniel Baldwin feud? If you are not familiar with this, the Daniel Baldwin show and the Lebetard show are feuding. Here, the Daniel Baldwin Show, right here, weekdays 10 to 11 on ESPN Radio Syracuse, followed by the Dan Levitard Show from 11 to 1. And it started the other day when they were talking about the. So, Haley Baldwin, who is Stephen's daughter, granddaughter to Carol Baldwin, got engaged to the Beebs, which led to the Dan Levitard Show talking about the Baldwins. And they said, Who's the fat one? And it kind of escalated from there. So, uh, where do we stand on that? Dan Levitard earlier this morning. I don't think he's sad. I think he's, you know. Okay, I'm going to play that clip. I'm, I'm going out of order here, but I've got to play a different clip first. Okay? It is not that one I wanted to play first. I think it was... Oh, boy. I'm an idiot. Is it this one? No. I'm an idiot. Sorry, I'm trying to find this clip here. We'll, we'll have they, to check and see what was done today. What do you mean they were doing something today? That okay, this is it. My fault. Fun with audio. Sorry, I was editing on the fly there. Here it is. I believe that they were doing something today, but none of us cared to listen. So yeah. we'll Are have they, to check and see what was done today. What do you mean they were doing something today? The Syracuse radio station was doing something today? What does that mean? Yeah, I mean Daniel Baldwin was escalating the feud, as I understand it, from Lorenzo. But I wasn't listening live today, and I asked him if he was. He's like, meh. So, okay, so you've become bored with the Daniel Baldwin show on in Syracuse? I would like to say, please stop tagging me in your tweets to Daniel Baldwin yeah. because he replies all, and it shows up in my Menchies, verified Menchies, yeah. too. It's yeah, just, Menchies. it's all Daniel Oh, Baldwin. now this is very disappointing to hear. How is this fizzling out? How is this? Paulie, I blame Paulie. Paulie Sibilia, who's getting all these great shout-outs yesterday on the Dan Levitard show. Paulie the Mole, he's the one embedded who's supposedly defending... Dan Levitard with Daniel Baldwin. Now they're getting sick of it and bored of it and don't tag me in the tweets. What happened here? This was supposed to be something we got at least the rest of the week out of it, got mileage out of it. At least they talked about it today, right? Uh, more from the Dan Levitard show, Daniel Baldwin Few. This is from Levitard Show today. Robin Williams, Come Inside My Mind, premieres this Monday, 8 p.m. on HBO. Which one of the Baldwins was that? The fat one? Was it me? Who am I? Stephen? William? Daniel, Alec, Doug. Which one is it, Marina? Which one did you did you realize who you were talking to there? Which one of the Baldwins you were talking to there? I hope it was Alec. Alec is the most sane, most fun, uh, right politically. You know what can I say? Sorry, it was Daniel. Sorry, you're wrong. It was the fat one. <laughs> oh, I don't think he's fat. I think he's you know. I agree. Happy. I agree. Do you know what? Uh, do you know how many Baldwins there are? Oh God, is this a Baldwin quiz? I do know a lot about the Baldwins, and I think they're a great family. There's also a sister and a mom who raises a lot of money for breast cancer. You bet. Um, so five, four, four or five? Okay. Yeah, four. Okay. Four and a half. Well, Daniel's after <laughs> that. 
He's the guy that you go, and, okay. and it's, right. it's Steven, it's Billy, and anyway. Right. Robin Williams coming inside my mind today <laughs> this Monday, 8 p.m. on HBO. Yeah, that was awkward. She wasn't playing ball there. Good for her. You guys, she was sticking up for the Baldwins, getting the, yeah, take that, Levitard. They're only raising tons of money for breast cancer research up here in central New York. But uh, one more, we have one more clip from the uh, Levitard show, Great Baldwin Feud, because we don't have any clips from the Baldwin show. You can listen to that on demand at ESPNSyracuse.com, of course, to hear their side of the story. I was just curious on a national level how far they wanted to take this. They were they were making fun of the fact that Alec Baldwin called in yesterday and seemed to be a bit distracted. Play the sound of Alec Baldwin being on his uh, brother Daniel Baldwin's show and being bothered by a dog barking and a, and a phone ringing and a door opening. He was 22 minutes late for his brother's show because his brother is the lesser Baldwin, and uh, b- by many degrees. Can you understand that when you're in the, in the position... That we're in, and, her, and and of course my brother Alec way more than me, but but still, he so his version. Hi, I'm sorry, God, I'm I'm here. I was right. agreeing. Anyway, so, so, but the point is that is that the the you know making fun of people, tearing people down, you know uh, that that's that's uh, uh, that's a pretty kind of a base uh, uh, approach. You know, but like I said, who cares? You know, if I sat there and I really let. All the different things people have said about me, and then I called you cheesecake face. <laughs> <laughs> then you, and then you answered the door, right? Or, or, is that, was that back. you coming back from back. the door? Speaking the, of the door, someone's there. <laughs> the audio uh, courtesy of the Dan Levitard show, of course. Now I know Daniel is fighting the good fight, but where is Josh? Where is Paulie? This seems to be fizzling out. They seem to be getting tired of it. This is not going as far as I feel it should. Nor do, do I feel it's going as far as Mr. Krabs, the fine owner of this radio station, feels it should go. I, we need another couple days of publicity out of this, guys, before a new week starts and everybody goes on vacation and this doesn't happen anymore. I mean, this is summer sports talk radio at its best. That's hot. So, Paulie, get on your game. Get this going. You can't just leave it to Baldwin to fire off the tweets. At least Mike Ryan, the producer of the Dan Lebitard show, showed weakness. He showed weakness. Stop tagging me in the tweets that's a sign of weakness you need to pounce on that there is blood in the water and i fully expect a big comeback tomorrow out of the daniel baldwin show that impression of the baldwins is pretty funny though from mike ryan you, you gotta give him that right you got if we're scoring this like a boxing match i will give points to mike ryan for that for sure because i mean that's that's just funny you got to admit that that is funny uh, why did Charles Oakley get arrested at the Cosmopolitan Casino in Las Vegas? Um, according to TMZ, so basically what was happening is uh, Oak, my man Oak, you can't throw Oak out of Madison Square Garden, but apparently you can throw him out of the casino. Um, he was accused of cheating a, quote, fraudulent act in a gaming establishment. Now, Basically, what happened is a TMZ reports that Oakley pulled back a $100 chip after he realized he was going to lose the wager. This is actually pretty serious. If you're convicted, and there, nobody gets convicted of this on a first time, but violators are subject to a sentence of one to six years in state prison and a fine of no more than $10,000. So hopefully you banked up some winnings before losing in that case. Uh, of course, Oakley had the incident in Madison Square Garden with James Dolan about a year ago. 
where he was tossed out of Madison Square Garden. And I will maintain, you don't throw Oak out of MSG, and they did anyway. You can, however, throw Oak out of a casino pulling that move. So basically, he saw he was going to lose, and he tried to kind of slyly like wave his hand and grab a chip back so the loss wasn't as big as he thought it was going to be. Forgetting that this is Vegas and they watch everything, the eye and the sky, particularly, and I learned this from the Daniel Baldwin show this morning right here on ESPN Radio Syracuse, that particularly if you have somewhat of a celebrity status and you are in a casino, they watch you closer for a number of reasons, right? So the you got to give it to my man Oak, who tried to pull the sly... What is that sleight of hand they call that, right? I'll just take that 100 back, please. <laughs> How'd that work out for you, by the way? Come on, Oak. That's hot. I listened to a podcast with uh, Charles Oakley and Bill Simmons, which Bill Simmons, by the way, said was the best podcast he's ever done. I did not agree with that. I mean, who might say what your favorite podcast is? But there were some great stories in there from my man Oakley. So you can't throw him out of MSG. You can, however, throw him out of a casino if he's trying to get that $100 check. Oh, I'm going to lose. I'll just take that back. Thank you very much. According to Andrew Marshan of the New York Post, Jeff Fisher is set to call one game for Fox in September, the New York Jets at Jacksonville on September 30th. You know what? You know what? We're all out of time. I have to break. I don't want to have a nervous breakdown on the air again. I, th- I feel I've made my case about Jeff Fisher and Jeff Fisher's historic mark in NFL history. You know that Jeff Fisher coached in a Super Bowl, and apparently by getting to a Super Bowl once in 1999, he's the greatest freaking coach in the history of football. You know that Jeff Fisher also lost more games than any coach in the history of football. Put him in the booth because that's – Keen insight that I want to know. I would rather listen to Rex Ryan do commentary with armpit noises. Rex Ryan? Than Jeff Fisher pretend to be an expert on anything. I'm going to stop now. I'm going to stop. It's not good for my blood pressure. I did it yesterday. You guys put it in the notes again for hot takes, just knowing that it would send me into a tizzy. Because if there's a man who should be commentating about football and an expert on football and is a man who managed to stay in the National Football League for 10 years straight despite not having a record higher than 8-8. Eight and eight. Go through it. 8-8, eight and 6-10, eight, and ten. and down the line. You know what the rating's going to be for every Jeff Fisher rated game? 7.9. Every time. 7-9, Jeff. 7-9. That's today's edition of Brent Gets Irrationally Angry About Jeff Fisher. Stop putting it in hot takes. You know what you should be angry about? Standing in line five hours for a bear. Now that, my friends, is worth the tension. I need to recover. I need time. I need a moment. We're getting to the point where LaShawn McCoy is not going to be at Buffalo Bills training camp. 
Yet another example of why the NCAA is clueless. Will Manny Machado end up with the Yankees? We will talk about all of those things. Anything but Jeff Fisher. Coming up next. Stay right there. Thank you. Bye-bye.